Welcome to the podcast, From Crisis to Connection. I'm Jeff Stewart, licensed marriage and family therapist, and I'll be bringing the professional perspective. I'm Jody Stewart, unlicensed wife, mother, daughter, sister, friend, and neighbor, and I'll be bringing the regular everyday perspective. We are all about relationship recovery, and we'll tackle tough topics like infidelity, abuse, addiction, pornography, and betrayal trauma. We also focus on helping you build stronger connections in your most important relationships. So thanks for joining us. We're glad you're here. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Before we jump into today's topic, I want to tell you about a course you can download, a video course called The First Steps to Rebuilding Trust. And this is a free course that will help give you a foundational overview of rebuilding trust in a relationship where there's been betrayal. There's information for the person who's been betrayed, Mm -hmm. as well as the person who broke the trust and resources for the couple. You can download this by clicking on the link in the show notes and put in your email address and we'll send it to you right away. Okay, so today we have a great episode all about family work. Yeah. Yeah. What a cool topic. Yeah. And not something that really gets a lot of attention. No, not these days. In part because we have, we just enjoy so many modern conveniences that save us from work. Yeah. This, you know, quote unquote. Right. I mean, it would have been probably laughable to think about a topic like family work, you know, 200 years ago. Yeah. Even a hundred years ago. Sure. But certainly as we've moved from a more agrarian sort of economy where families work together on the land and I mean, how, how it was done for thousands of years yeah. to our modern version of it, children and parents working together to take care of each other and their home is more of a rarity. It is. Because so much of it is automated or outsourced. Mm-hmm. Or, and we don't mm-hmm. necessarily have models to show us how, how that can still work in a more modern society. Yeah. And I think that you know, in terms of why do we care about this particular topic on a podcast like this? Yeah, great question. I want to go to a quote that was shared from the article that really inspired this discussion and has really for us, I think this article came out. I think it was 2008. No, it was like 20 years ago, 2002, 2000. 2000. So 22 years ago, we ran across this article. And at that time we had one kid. Yeah. Yeah. We had one kid at that time. When I first read this, and uh, we've launched three of those four kids now. Yeah. And this is something that really has informed a lot of our thinking and mm-hmm. has been a huge part of our journey. But Not I, at all intuitive. No. It's just been no. things that we've deliberately had to go, okay, okay, we got to move right. things around. We got to do things differently because we want the benefits right. of family work. They're not coming to us very naturally. Right. And everybody, so I hope you'll be gentle on yourselves and we're not sitting here like we're some experts on this. Nope. (laughs) We've all had to learn it because we just don't live in a society that really supports this. Mm -hmm. It's just not part of our modern modern family setup. But the reason I think it matters for this particular audience and this, this podcast from Crisis to Connection is because so much of the damage that's done in a betrayal is coming from one person not thinking about another. Right. Right. And that's what so much of the pain is like, you didn't care about me. You didn't. Uh-huh. And it's selfishness. And it's, and you know, we all certainly have moments where we're thinking more about ourselves mm-hmm. than somebody else. And of course, an extreme version of that would be multiple or ongoing betrayals or big, big, giant breaches of trust like that. But even just in the day to day, a lot of us are just injured by other, by, you know, other people caring more about themselves than about their loved ones. Yeah. 
And so what they found in their research is that when children are raised in homes or they're brought up in an environment where they understand that the work that they're doing for others helps develop concern for others, while work that focuses on what is their own does not. Mm, so yeah, let's yeah, so, develop that a little bit. Right. So the idea that when I'm doing dishes and it's just my chore and I've just got to get it done because it's my chore or, so I can go play. Or I'm washing my dish from my snack oh, and taking care of my, my little zone here. Yeah. Then I'm I'm just sort of focused on me, how it applies to me. And it's something I have to get done and I move yeah. on. It's not connected to the greater whole. No. So the idea of family work is to create an environment. And this is a long-term thing, by the way, but it's an attitude. It's a way of seeing and believing and understanding the work of family life, the work of caring for a home and caring for your environment. It's all about caring for others and developing empathy, developing connection, developing closeness. Yeah. And we're going to explore some of that today. Yeah. And we'll put a link to the article in the show notes so mm -hmm. that you can look at it some more because it's really a fabulous resource and again has been very helpful for our parenting journey. Yeah. Over the last 20 almost 25 years, 24 years. Yeah, our son's 24. Wow, yeah. Next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what is family work? Let's talk about that. Yeah. So family work is just the day-to-day -day tasks that are, are required for to sustain life. Mm -hmm. So yeah. what is required to clothe ourselves, to feed ourselves, to end each other, to keep our space in a state that we can continue to do that. Right. right. It's interesting because like we talked about before, sometimes we can be so removed from the kind of the, the chain of events that creates life and sustains life. Yeah. So, you know, for example, in, in your kind of your typical modern American family, at least, you know, one or both parents are going to work, mm -hmm. they earn money, they bring it back, and then they pay somebody to give them food. Mm -hmm. And there's so many steps removed. Yeah. You know, we're back in the old days, right? It was like, you go out and you capture your own food and you bring it home and everybody has to work together to prepare it. And yeah, you have to, you know, go find wood to heat the thing. And the, you know, there's just so many so steps. So many pieces. Yeah. And so everybody many knows. efforts required to pull it all together. And the children know just instinctively, inherently, they know that they are needed and that yeah, without their quick. contribution, people aren't going to eat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there won't be enough wood for the fire. Mm -hmm. There won't be water boiling so that we can cook mm -hmm. the potatoes. Yeah. yeah. But that's sometimes that can feel hard to to translate replicate that. To <laughs> what now? Yeah, with Because a lot of kids know if they just and... sit there on their video games, people are still going to get fed. Right. I can go grab something out of the mi freezer and microwave it and, you know, or it just there's it's so many steps removed from actual survival that how do you create that sense of a child of of being not only recognizing their dependency on their family, but also knowing that they're an integral part of creating that for others. Right. Right. Yeah. So family work. So so yeah, this will a lot of the principles that come up in the article and that we're gonna work through, you'll just kind of have to practice some careful discernment to see mm -hmm. how you can apply them and which ones really resonate. And how they can look in your personal family situation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because every family will be different. But at the core, the principle of it is, is this sense of it's shared work. It doesn't yes. mean that everybody's doing it all at the same time together. You know, you yeah. may have people dividing things up occasionally, but the spirit of it, the sense of it is 
that this is how we show our love and respect for each other. Yes. Mm-hmm. And but a lot of it is is shared. Yes. And, and, that's and the I idea. think that is the tendency is for us to maybe even like delegate tasks and farm people out individually. And expect them to and, feel that connection mm-hmm, to the bigger task. Which doesn't happen until we're in community working mm-hmm. on things together. And yeah. which can be the biggest chore of all. Right. Is to pull a family together to be able to have some of these experiences. So we've had a recent like example with this. Again, we have just one kid at home right now. We've launched three of our four. Mm-hmm. And about six months ago, our dishwasher broke. Yeah. yeah it was Maybe longer. Yeah, yeah. In the summer. In the summer it broke. Mm-hmm. And we, the one we wanted was on back order for like six months. Yeah, or so. Mm-hmm. I guess we could have it by now, couldn't we? If we, <laughs> if we had ordered it. But anyway, we didn't order one. No, um, we the just one we wanted felt like, wasn't oh, available. And so we just were like, well, we're not going to get another junky one. So we're going to wait for a nicer one. Anyway, in the meantime, we have this giant hole under our countertop <laughs> yeah. that everybody who visits asks about. So that's true because we don't see it anymore, <laughs> but, <laughs> but it, it does grab attention. Just a big giant hole by, by the sink. But our dishes are getting washed by hand. Yeah. And they pile up in the sink and there are three of us in the house right now. Yeah. And it's been kind of a cool evening ritual. Mm-hmm. Man, dishes and family work for our family has always, I mean, for a number of years, has involved dinner cleanup. Yeah. That was chores. one consistent thing that we could do. And, so, and it evolved into some dinner prep too, where the kids mm-hmm. would help prepare dinner. And, but then afterward, always, it was, it just kind of became, mm-hmm. came a, something reliable that when dinner's mm-hmm. over, we're all in the kitchen cleaning it up and taking care of business. Right. And they would see, they would see mom and dad together and they're working. Yeah. And there were times that, and I'll just own it. There were times where I would, you know, not be around or I would leave a little early and expect the kids to do it. Mm-hmm. Right. I'd be busy with something else mm-hmm. and it changed it. Yeah. It changed it. it the, the attitudes and the, but when I was there, when we were all there together working, yeah. sometimes one of us wouldn't be there for whatever reason, but when we were purposely all there working together as a family, the spirit, the energy, the emotional connection, the purpose of it felt so different. Yeah. And we've had that more now again with the dishwasher being broken. Yeah. Because chores are quick to get through with only three people and a few dishes. Yeah. But the dishwashing slows it down. And so it's one of those things of like, oh, do we just speed this up and get it out of the way? Mm -hmm. Or do we use it as an opportunity to really reinforce and build this sense of you're needed. We need you. We need each other. Mm -hmm. Let's clear off each other's plates and wash this and spend some time together. Yeah. Which it does take some work to maintain that beautiful big vision. Oh, yeah. Because there have been many times in the six months of no dishwasher that I've just felt like, ah, oh, let's just break down and get the thing <laughs> because the dishes pile up. We don't stand it, on top of it. We generate more than we're, yeah, the, we're behind. the evenings get busy, especially through the holidays. Yeah. So there's certainly moments where it's, yeah, you lose the vision of it, Yeah. but so we keep it, coming back to it. We do. Mm-hmm. We do. And hopefully in some of the, the items that we work through, something feels to you, like something your family can hang on to and keep coming back to you as you maintain the big picture of family work and enjoy the benefits that it can provide. Yeah. So let's just go through some of the points yeah. in the article and you can certainly read it, but we just wanted to introduce this to you and get your gears turning about how you might implement this in your home, even if there's just two of you at home. Yeah. There's still a way to do this together and not just divide and conquer, but really capture that feeling of we're caring about each other through the daily labors. 
Yeah. Because it's it's material we can work with every day. There's stuff to do every day. And it's mm-hmm. an opportunity to build connection and build relationships. Yeah. So one of the things is, one of the points they make is they call tilling the soil. And this is both literal and figurative. The literal is they do recommend, yeah. if you can, find a way to grow oh, garden some together. food. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and show your family, show yourself where that comes from. Yeah. And work together at it. Mm-hmm. Plant seeds together, water together, mm-hmm. pick weeds together, yeah. harvest together. Depending on where you live and what you have available to you, that, that may or may not be a possibility, but it's, it's a very direct way of seeing how we are nurtured and taken care of by the earth and taking care of the earth. Mm-hmm. So they talk about, but I also think there's, a, there's also a figurative sense to it as, as far as doing work that we know really matters. Like with vegetables, with growing food, it's very direct. Like if you don't do this, this isn't going to happen. Right. So are there, are there things in your home, ways to set up and give kids meaningful work that they know really matters? And I think looking for those kinds of things, whether it's cleaning or taking care of a pet or taking care of things, they know if they don't do it, it really matters mm-hmm. that their contribution has value. Another thing they talk about is exemplifying the attitudes we want our children to have. Yeah. And I think you referenced this earlier, like just keeping the vision of this whole mindset yeah. is critical. It's challenging, but it's critical. Which can be really, I just want to say that this is not simple. No. Especially since if, if we're committed to trying to model mm-hmm. for our kids joyful work together. It's often going to happen at the end of a long day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so true. So just maybe a, a little suggestion that you start small, start in ways that you can bring joy so that the kids can see it, whether it be folding a small pile of clothes or maybe kitchen cleanup together or some yard activities or chores just start in, in ways or continue in, in ways with small steps that can just allow you to build on good, happy experiences together. Yeah, I love that. They also talk about refusing technology that interferes with togetherness. Sure. So this is kind of the dishwasher the example. dishwasher, yeah. For us. In a way, we consciously refused the technology of that just for now. It was less really out of it started out with we couldn't get the dishwasher, but then we just kind of gave up on it and mm-hmm. have just, in a way, like, I mean, I say enjoy because it's it's work. Yeah. I mean, I'd much rather be doing something else some of the time, but looking back on it, it's been really cool to mm-hmm. just know that this is something we do to take care of each other. And yeah. And when I'm really, so talking about the the mindset of that, like when it's done in a way that's building relationships and we're caring for each other. And they see that we're we're not just grumbling through it or irritable. Yeah. They see that this is what we'd rather be doing, which is taking care of our home. Yeah. Taking care of each other. Mm-hmm. So the refusing the technology piece is like just really, I think it's about, she gave an example that I thought was so easy, interesting. She says, when we choose to process vegetables yeah. in a noisy machine, we choose not to talk, laugh, and play as we peel and chop. Yeah. When I remember reading that going like, oh, wow. So even like a food processor or even a step like that where we were trying to get it done quick, but maybe taking an extra 10 minutes and having some time talking. Uh-huh. I mean, wow, what a vision. Yeah. And you you can... So I love how she does this. She just kind of breaks down just one area, like an area of food where you can do something really simple, like buy carrots that have to be peeled and chopped mm-hmm. rather than already peeled and chopped carrots Mm -hmm. or buy 
corn on the cob in a husk instead of buying a more convenience form of corn. Yeah. So those are just a few examples of ways that you can even just scale back a little bit and not go with the most convenient type of food. But you can do that. And in terms of laundry, Mm -hmm. I have a friend who doesn't use a dryer. She has one, but her family line dries Mm -hmm. their clothes. They just prefer to do that. And so that creates some opportunities to work with with laundry in a way that doesn't just opt for the most convenient thing. So every family will be different. Yeah. And there may be things that you choose to incorporate or that you feel like you can't live without. And there may be some things you could give up. But what they emphasize is really ask yourself what you're giving up for what you'll gain. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah. You might even just find that Saturday morning, breaking up into teams and cleaning bathrooms might be just what you need. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. In fact, you know, we we had it's not only technology, but you may have even outsourced some of your cleaning to other people mm-hmm. or to, you know, other services for convenience. And again, checking yourself on what you're giving up for what you gain, is it worth it? With our daughter, we had some cleaning people come in, some ladies come in. Mhm. For a couple of days a month just to kind of do some of the deeper stuff that we weren't getting to. Uh-huh. And we felt and it like it became a problem. Yeah, because we felt like it was important for our our daughter to, for us to have more family time cleaning. Yeah, and for her to learn how to work together and take care of a home and not just grow up like yeah, somebody else takes care of all that stuff. Right, that felt like that wasn't meeting our goals. Right. I guess because you know once the boys moved out, we had fewer hands in the house, and so we kind of brought in some extra help. But yeah, I was like, whoo! <laughs> <laughs> but but it. It kind of started to sabotage a bigger picture, I guess. Of what we wanted for her to learn and grow up with. So we we backed off on that. And so it can be technology, it can be outsourcing and things like that. So just be aware of like what you're gaining versus what you're giving up. And Yeah. And then of course, what so what goes along with that is insisting that children help. Yeah. You know, gently, of course, mm-hmm. but that just requiring them to be a part of. Because we can do it so work. much better and so much faster. Oh, every time. Right. Yes. And parents are often working incredibly hard and already without the added stress of trying to cajole a child to be a part of things (laughs) and even do a crummy job at it. Exactly. But the commentary is that we can shortchange ourselves by minimizing the potential for growing together. Right. So don't don't hesitate to pull your your child in or your partner, you know, work together instead of just being efficient. Mm-hmm. Again, there are times we just need to get stuff done. Yeah. But there are so many times we can implement this and build this kind of mentality. They also and, in the article talk yeah. about avoiding a business place mentality. Mm-hmm. They they really strongly caution against paying children for housework. Mm-hmm. And so we won't spend a to ton of time on that. Them yeah, to motivate to do them. It. They said but it turns it, you into it becomes a, transactional. Yeah, it becomes like a, a employer employee relationship instead of instead family of, work. Yeah, I just this is I contribute to my family because our family needs this kind of care to keep living. I mean, you talk to anybody who's raised on a farm or a ranch, and th- yeah. the idea of getting paid for their work was mm-hmm. laughable, right? Yeah, it was like, oh, I didn't get right. paid to milk the cows at four in the morning. No, right? No, it was so the cows didn't explode and we had milk. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. I knew that it mattered. And so it's that mentality of like your work matters to the family. 
and avoiding treating it, setting it up like a transaction or a business. Yeah. It's challenging because we want to give our kids opportunities to earn money and to also feel motivated, but money complicates it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it certainly can, can. Sabotage. And I guess we'll just end on this one is just the idea of working side by side with our children. If we're sort of viewing family work, and I've been guilty of this, of like lining them out and just having them do the tasks. There's nothing wrong with having a kid be independent and handle a task or develop mastery and know that they can do something and that it matters for the family on their own, but also making sure we're working side by side with them. Mm -hmm. That Um, matters. It does. It's about relationship and it's about mentoring and modeling and connecting with them. It, It really does transmit that attitude much better. And it shows them what we value, which is them and time and work. Mm -hmm. Well, and another added bonus for a family that's just kind of already in the throes of, of a betrayal is that these kinds of just community activities can do a lot to even, you know, maybe once you get over the initial hump of disgruntled (laughs) help, yeah, but that it can do a lot just to solidify a sense of community and belonging within a family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where there's been a lot of fracturing uh-huh. or sometimes mom and dad are, are you know split off in their own worlds or everybody's preoccupied or there's just a sense of tension. Family work is a very necessary and ongoing thing that can bring you together. It, yeah, it can be healing. It can provide like a, some security in, the, in foundation. Yeah, I love that. So there's some potential there. So whether it's, you know, the motivation to, like we said at the beginning, to help children and family members learn how to be less selfish and care for each other and see that their work really does make a difference all the way to building a sense of community and closeness. There's so much in here that can be a real blessing to you and your family through family Mm -hmm. work. Mm -hmm. And the good news is there's plenty of opportunities to do it. Every day. If you live in a home. More and more every day. (laughs) If you have a mansion with staff, then this podcast episode is not for you. But if you're like most people, Mm -hmm. there's opportunities right in front of you. Probably right now as you're listening to this, you might even be (laughs) by yourself folding some laundry listening to this. So go grab a kid. Bring him in right now. Put it aside until they get home from school. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so thanks for joining us. We hope that something in this in this episode resonated with you and can do something to improve your your connection in your family. Yes, thank you. We love spending time with you every week. Mm, yep. We'll, we'll catch, see you next time. Yep, catch you in the next episode.